The Last Word with Matt Cooper. So, as I said, such an enormous amount of sport on tomorrow, we decided to do the hurling season some justice. We'd preview the National Hurling League tonight with John McIntyre. And first, James e. O'Connor, should there be perhaps a little bit more attention on results in this year's league than maybe the last couple of years because of its importance for the setting up of a new format from next year? Absolutely, Matt. And there's been such kind of a, a lack of intensity in so many of the games last year. You know, you were going to matches wondering where you're going to get a genuine contest. And I certainly remember going into Clare Limerick last year, really looking forward to it and feeling defrauded after five minutes because it was clear that Clare didn't particularly have seemed a huge amount of interest in winning the game. So, yeah, there was no sense of jeopardy um, last year in the sense of the, you know, the top guns probably felt that, you know, they'd, they'd that have enough to beat Westmead or Leash or Carlow or or, or, or whoever, um, you know. And as I said, that that changes this year and changes drastically because they're going from you know two six teams or two groups of six to a top tier of seven. Um, and obviously, you know, you look at the nine or ten top tier hurling counties, two or three of them are certainly going to be out on the outside looking in. And with that impact on championship preparations. Um, you know, next year, I, I think managers will want to be in the top seven. And therefore, I think uh, the stakes are higher this year. And hopefully, we'll have better fare than what's been served up over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, because John McIntyre, has the league really lost out badly by the round-robin approach to the Leinster and Munster Championships, which has given us great games there to bring us into the final stages of the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship? Yeah, there's no question about that, Matt. And, and to be honest, there seems to be more interest and the games are more competitive in the early rounds of the league. Uh, but teams then would like to get to a semi-final, but none of them seem to be really pushed of going all the way to a league decider because it's so close to the championship. And if you remember last year, Matt, Limerick were very impressive in the league after, the, I think, they lost their first-round game to, to Cork. But subsequently, they, they won all their games. They beat Kilkenny well in the league final. And I think it slightly disarmed them for the championship. You know, they were obviously... We're, we're listening to people saying Limerick are, are the team to beat again. And when you league a light league title, you don't have much time to mentally adjust then a couple of weeks later for the championship. And as we all know, Limerick at one stage in the provincial championship last year looked as though it were going to, going to be on their way out. So I wouldn't anticipate Limerick chasing the league title too hard this year. John Kiley is on the record this week as saying they've a bit of ground to make up in terms of training. They only had one match in the Munster League because of adverse weather. So Limerick are going to be competitive but I don't think they're going to burst the gut to win every match that they play because they're going to be concentrating on getting ready for the championship. Yeah, they're at home to Antrim as, on Sunday, which you suppose you would take as a sort of a gimme. But Limerick, the five in a row ambitions. Jamesy, will they use the league, do you think, to maybe freshen up the team a little bit, get a little bit more depth amongst the squad? I think so, yeah, and I think John Kiley alluded to that, you know, earlier earlier this week. Um, you know, he did flag that there was a, a good block of work to be done that they're behind where they'd like to be. Obviously, the the Munster League. Um, Sorry, do you believe that? Good. Isn't that the type of thing managers say of defending champions at this time of the year? I think so, yeah. I mean, listen, Kylie knows and, and, and Paul Kenirk and that backroom team know exactly where they need to be at different at different stages in the, in the year. And I think John was dead right. Um, you know, that winning the league didn't necessarily do them any great favours last year. Um, but it's fought them nicely for them, Matt, in terms of, you know, they have Antrim, Westmead in the first two games. 
they finish up um, at home to Tipper think and, and, and away to Galway so you know certainly you'd imagine they'll be able to get points on the board without having to you know feature you know the marquee names that they were all so familiar with but yeah I mean look at Kylie has the luxury of of having the best panel in the in, in, in the country Matt and they've been very competitive at, at 2011 in the last couple of years and in the circumstances what young Limerick player wouldn't want to make that panel so he certainly I think still has the, the strongest hand in which to play but I, I don't see Limerick going bald head of the league by, by any stretch of imagination but It's an interesting thing for uh, John Kylie to face John McIntyre I mean we don't know what the situation with Kyle Hayes is going to be his availability mm-hmm. But if he has a lot of eager young players coming through from the under-20s, is he going to use them? Or will he sort of trust the older players who've been established to see out the five in a row in the All-Ireland? Well, I, I think he'll mix and match in the league, Matt, uh, to be honest. Now, they did have a challenge game against Tipperary uh, nine or ten days ago. Uh, it was a fundraiser for, for the late Dylan Quirk. Uh, the Tipperary player uh, who, who collapsed during a club game lining out for Cronulty Ross Moore and sadly passed away. And he completely fielded a shadow team. But every manager will tell you sending out 15 rook- rookies in a competitive game just doesn't work because they need experienced players around them. So obviously some of uh, Limerick's heavy hitters uh, I, I see some of them have been travelling. I think they'll gradually ease them back in, into the team uh, for the championship. And the bottom line is, I suppose, with Limerick, uh, they're nearly relying on the same hardcore of players that won their very first All-Ireland. Um, so that's why I'm asking, John, do they need to freshen that up a bit or will there be the temptation for Kylie to sort of say these players have are going for the 5 and row because they've always done it and that he may miss a trick in freshening it up by relying on them too much. Yeah, it's 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 a dilemma, certainly from the outside looking in. And so few players have broken into that first fifteen uh, over the past two or three years, in particular. But of course, Mash, you know, these guys have taken Limerick to Limerick hurling to places that they only dreamt of up to six or seven years ago. And they're big day performers. And once they hit. Croke Park, they seem to go to a different level altogether. So Kylie has great trust in these men. I think the the situation with Kyle Hayes uh, is going to be interesting because, you know, that could go that could go badly for Limerick. And if he was absent for for the championship, I think it would be a, a big blow to them. And it remains to be seen how, how that is. Well, we won't speculate on that of because course, that, yeah, that, that's course. a matter for the courts to decide. Yeah. But, but there is another person. Yeah, James, he, there is another person, though, that is of interest. And she obviously not a player, but Caroline Currid is one of the most impressive backroom people that any squad, I think, has had in recent years. As a psychologist, her her success rate, not just with Limerick, but with other counties as well and in football, has been extraordinary. She's not there. How significant might that be for this year? Yeah, it's certainly a, a, a loss given the, the buy-in that she seems to get from the Limerick players. And any time you heard... You know those senior Limerick players speak, and um, you know she clearly had a very, very important role in that backroom team, and 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 they very much, as I said, bought into the messages that she was, um, you know, that she was she was selling, whatever. So she's certainly a, a loss on one level. Now that said, I'd imagine that John has has uh, has has gone in some way to, to to replace her. I'm not sure who's actually you know in that role now, but it's such it's become such an important part of modern day sports preparation particularly in the in the GA and that said Matt you know these guys now um, they've such experience you know that this, I mean the age profile of that team and I know you've referenced the miles on the clock and so on but it's still 
It's still a young squad. You know, it's still still relatively young. You know, a lot of these guys are still in their late twenties. Um, and you have, you know, guys like Adam English, Carl O'Neill, Sean Finn is coming back from that, that, that crucial injury. So, you know, he might have to freshen it up too much, Matt. Um, you know, he's still going to have competition for places. Richie English wasn't available for the Ireland final last year. Again, crucial injury. And, and you'd imagine he'll be he'll be on the way back. So, yeah, I, I still think, though, that, that they, they have the advantage of, you know, knowing where they need to be. And they, they, they keep talking about those markers that they need to hit and those, those reference points. And, um, you know, they still remain in everybody's eyes. And rightly, okay. so the team to beat Matt. Kilkenny were the ones who faced them in the All-Ireland final last year, John McIntyre, but can we expect them to be the main challengers this year, given the age of the squad and the loss of some players? Yeah, it's a difficult one, Matt. There's this perception out there that uh, Kilkenny hurling is in transition. But the reality is, they're after winning four Leinster titles in a row. They're after contesting the last two All-Ireland finals. They were within a pint or two of completing the All-Ireland club uh, clean sweep uh, in the past few weeks. And TJ Reid is back, I'd say, for one last cut at winning another All-Ireland medal. Um, they still have some fine players. Uh, they know how to do it, Matt. And they have a bit of an Indian sign on Galway when it comes to finals. Galway are able, are able for them in the round robin. But when it comes to the game, when there's a cup at stake, uh, the Cats are still a formidable outfit. And on all known form, they are still the biggest threat to, to Limerick uh, in 2024. Do you agree with that, Jamesy? I think the thing with with Kenny Matt is that their 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 floor is 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 higher than a lot of other teams' ceiling. Um, you know, and whether whether you know Kilkenny at their best, if Kilkenny are at their best and Limerick at their best, you know, Limerick win you know every every time. But Kilkenny's, I suppose, genius and the genius of Cody in particular, and and you look at what he got out of that team two years ago. I mean, they were right there with Limerick, you know, into the in, into the into the closing stages. Um, but I just don't know if their ceiling, you know, is. Is, is high enough and it's hard to believe that TJ you know given what he's done Matt can, can come back and be as good as he was you know five, six, seven years ago when he, when he was at his peak and I still think he's lost a step I still don't think he's doing as much from general play or is capable of doing as much from general play and that's under, absolutely understandable you know given, given his age and that he's still obviously lethal and hugely important from dead balls and against Clare that crucial turnover that turned the match last year, he was central in, in picking out on Cody with that, that pass, that crucial goal. So he's still important to them, but I still think they'll need to find one or two. Um, and, you know, look, at they're certainly going to be going to be in the latter stages. You'd imagine they'll find a way to be in the last four, but I don't know if they can win it, Matt. OK, and I'll stay with you, Jamesy, because what about your own native county, Clare? How are they going to be fixed this year, do you reckon? Yeah, well, again, I mean, they're all back. Um, but again, you know, John Conlon, Shane O'Donnell, Tony Kelly, all those guys were there in 2013, Matt. It's 2024 now. Um, you know, O'Donnell hasn't played a minute in the league in the last two years, and he's finished with two All-Stars. So he clearly knows now what he needs to do to get himself ready for the, the Munster Championship. Tony Kelly, um, injured at the moment. John Conlon is coming off, a, you know, a, a long club campaign with, with Clannard. They got to the, the Munster Club final. So I'd imagine those guys won't see any game time, certainly in the early stages of the of the league. Um, Clare have shown that they can go toe-to-toe with Limerick and, and probably put it up to Limerick as much as anybody in the country. But they start with the three deciders at home in Ennis and they've got to go to Cork Matt seven days later and, and their Munster Championship campaign could be hanging by a thread if they don't get, you know, one win out of those two games. So that's going to be the priority for Brian Lohan, you know, deepening the panel. Obviously, we saw Mark Rogers really kick on last year. 
they're going to need one or two other guys. Um, Adam Hogan, you know, had a pretty good debut season at the back, but they're going to need to find one or two more. Um, and that's, I think, that that's the main purpose the league will serve for Brian Lohan. But certainly, hopes relatively high in Clare, Matt. We're not that far away, but as I said, a really, really tough start to the to the Munster campaign. And um, after two rounds, as I said, Clare, we really know where they are. And then what about Cork, John McIntyre? Because last year they actually had quite a good group stage in the league, a league which they haven't won in 26 years. Before then it went wrong against Kilkenny. And then, of course, by the narrowest of margins against, but they went out a Munster at the round-robin stage. Where are Cork, do you reckon, this year? Oh, God, Matt, uh, historically, uh, in terms of not winning the league and not winning the championship, uh, Cork's fortunes are at an all-time low. As, you, as you've referenced yourself, without a league title since 1998, without an All-Ireland title since 2005, nobody would have anticipated that for such a proud hurling county. I think the need to go ball-headed for the league, to be honest. The need to put some sort of silverware on the sideboard. They've had some very promising under-20 teams over the last two or three years. Pat Ryan is in his second year in charge. They've been a little bit unlucky. Uh, they've, they've, they've lost games that they could have won over the last couple of years. Uh, they have some beautiful horrors, beautiful stick men. They need Mark Coleman back going at full tilt. And I would expect uh, Cork to be extremely competitive, certainly in the league. And if, the, if that gives them a good platform for the championship. Cork, as we've seen historically, they can come from nowhere. But it's just that in, in terms of you know, finishing out competitions, being there at the business end of, of championships and leagues, they, they just have been found wanting over the years. And okay. I think no team has more to prove than Cork in, in 2024. Okay, two counties you've learned very well know, John. I'm going to stay with you, Galway and Tipperary. First of all, what, what's the situation in Galway after the disappointments of narrow defeats last year? How much pressure is Henry Shefflin under for this season? I think he's under a fair bit of pressure, Matt, to be honest. And I think the bottom line is he needs to win the Leinster Championship. Um, basically, um, you go back to the round robin, there were 12 points behind against Dublin. Uh, I, I would consider a, a Dublin team in transition. I know Galway came back to get the draw and the beat Kilkenny in the round robin. But then in the Leinster final, Killian Buckley came up with, with a match-winning goal. It was hard luck on Galway, but um, it just would, 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 for instance, if the roles were reversed, would Kilkenny have lost the game in similar circumstances? As Kilkenny found out in the second half in the All-Ireland final, Galway were taken apart by Limerick in the All-Ireland semi-final. I think the fact that Henry Shefflin is on the Galway sideline any time to play Kilkenny, it's a disadvantage, to be honest. The human instinct being what it is, it doesn't matter that he was probably the greatest hurler of the modern era and they will perceive him as be, as being the enemy. So I think, you know, I saw Galway against Wexford in the World Cup final last Sunday. I was a bit disappointed with them. I know they had a shadow team out and a lot of players they were using. It was, you know, we, Henry Shefflin was on about after his go to Fitzgibbon Cup. He's 17 players tied up with the competition. And it's kind of ridiculous, January, such a, a busy month for our, our top uh, uh, elite players. 
So Galway have questions to answer. The need Dahi Burke going at full throttle. The Mannion brothers remain crucial. So does Conor Whelan. And all those players were there when Galway won a long-awaited All-Ireland in 2017. As for Tipperary, I think Liam Cahill is under pressure as well. It's his second year in charge. Not everybody was happy and tipped away. Colin Bonner was turfed out of the job. And in fairness, Tipperary were going fine, Matt, last year until they played Waterford in the, in the last round-robin game. Waterford had nothing to play for. They were already out of the championship, and Tip were very flat in the day. I subsequently saw them in the Ireland quarter-final against Galway, and they were shocking that evening. They were only beaten two points, which is the heaviest two points defeat I've ever seen. Galway were in a different league, and look what happened to Galway then against Limerick. Okay. So, so Tip had a, a road to travel as well as Galway. And James, the, given that there, John has referenced the awful year Davy Fitz had with Waterford last year, would it be better this year, particularly when he's missing one of the most important players in Austin Gleeson? Yeah, and I think there might be one or two other guys, um, you know, possibly gone travelling as well. So, yeah, I I think they're they're, they're not hugely far away. I mean, we saw what they, the the way they put it up to Limerick, um, you know, on, on on day one last year in the Munster Championship. I mean, they could conceivably have won that game. Uh, I I thought against Clare, you know, some of the tactical stuff I I, I couldn't understand um, in terms of the way the, the way they set up, the way they played. But there is talent down there, and you know, I think Davy would probably have a better handle on 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 his panel on the players on the players this year. But again, it's 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 a big year for him, and and a big year for Waterford and Gleeson. You know, Eddie's best obviously is 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 a big loss. Now, whether he's whether we've seen the best of Austin Gleeson or or whether he's hit those same heights as as he did some years back, I I don't think we have. But he's still a guy that you'd like to have, and you'd imagine, you know, Watford can't be a strong uh, can't be a strong without him. Um, but again, Matt, like they're in a really competitive division division, you know, one A along with Kilkenny, Clare, Cork, Wexford. There's only three of those teams guaranteed. Um, you know, top tier status next year. So I, I think Waterford will will take the league seriously, um, and I think we'll again have a better idea as to where they are, um, given that you know they're likely to take that approach. Uh, themselves in Wexford, you know, Wexford are also at a, a team that I think you know Keith Rosser, new man in charge, won the Walsh Cup. Um, again, you know, they're a side I'm really interested to see what he can do with them this year because their twenties were good last year, and I think you know they're a side that needs an infusion of talent, and and I think that the the twenties may may provide some of that talent up front. So, um, okay, and very briefly, just to finish, John McIntyre, what about Offaly and Westmead? Oh sure. Oh God! Every time I I see Galway playing Westmead, it's just a question of how much they're going to win by. Now, having said that, what Westmead did in the Leinster Championship last year was just extraordinary. They're sixteen or seventeen points down against Wexford in Wexford Park, and to come back to win the game. Now, that was an awful reflection on Wexford at the time. I agree with Jamesy that Wexford, and I can see it already. They're getting a bounce from Keith Rossiter being appointed manager. He's with the under twenties for the last couple of years. Basically, Westmead and Offaly. They're working like devils, Matt, to be competitive, but to have a, they're just, they're just not up to it, and 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 that's the bottom line. Okay, and actually, very briefly, Jamesy, what about Dublin? Because John referenced them being in transition as well. Yeah, again, I I don't think that Dublin are probably as far away in Leinster um, as as the perception might be. But again, they need everybody. You know, is 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 Chris Crumley going to be back? You know, one or two guys again that maybe they might have been hoping would kick on from last year again, maybe not available to me all. So they need everybody available. And a big test on Saturday, um, you know, in Parnell Park against Tip. 
Okay, we leave it there. Thank you very much, James E. O'Connor, John McIntyre, and uh, we won't be doing hurling on the last word in sport tomorrow. We'll be concentrating on rugby, Gaelic football, and soccer. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty. Today.